Welcome to the Servants of Grace podcast hosted by Dave Jenkins. Our podcast exists to provide trustworthy expository messages through the Bible and faithful answers to your theology questions. Now for today's episode, let's join our host, Dave Jenkins. Well, welcome back to the Servants of Grace Theology segment. On today's episode, a listener writes in and they have a great question. And the question is, why do manipulative people misuse the Bible? Well, manipulative people try to throw out the message of the Bible by twisting it to say what they want it to say in order to have control over other people. As Christians, we do not have to fall victim uh, to their distortion, their tricks, or even their lies. And many people have known manipulative people throughout their lives. Manipulative people are not pleasant people to be around. They, they use and control other people for their own selfish reasons. Sadly, there are many manipulative people who misuse the Bible. The Bible is the without error and without the possibility of error word of God. And so why do manipulative people misuse the Bible? Well, ever since the fall of man, there's been sin in the world, Romans 5.12 tells us. And due to sin in the world, people do all sorts of horrible, wicked, and evil things. And one of the horrible things people do is they misuse the Bible. They twist it to mean what they want it to mean. And whether a person is manipulative or not, uh, all sorts of different kinds of people misuse the Bible. And yet manipulative people are notorious for misusing the Bible. Manipulators misuse the Bible. They're they're trying to interpret their own meaning of the text rather than what the Bible says. By misusing the Bible, manipulative people manipulate others into doing things and believing things that aren't true. An example, as an example, manipulative people may say that God doesn't actually prohibit lying using the argument that the Hebrew midwives lied in order to save the, the Hebrew babies in Exodus 1, 15 through 19, in which manipulative people would argue that it's acceptable to lie. And yet, repeatedly throughout Scripture, God forbids lying. Ephesians 4.25 says, Therefore each of you must put off falsehood and speak truthfully to your neighbor, for you are all members of one body. Proverbs 6, uh, 16-19 says, There are six things the Lord hates, seven that are detestable to him, haughty eyes, a lying tongue, hands that shed innocent blood, a heart that devises wicked schemes, feet that are quick to rush into evil, a false witness that pours out lies, and a person who stirs up conflict in the community. Colossians 3, 9-10 says, Do not lie to each other, since you have taken off your old self with its practices, and put on the new self, which was being renewed in the knowledge of in the image of its creator. Now, manipulative people, though, use the Bible out of context in order to justify their sinful behavior and their disobedience. The Hebrew midwives lied in order to save the, the Hebrew male babies' lives. Pharaoh had issued a decree for all male babies to be killed, but the Hebrew midwives chose to obey God rather than Pharaoh. And this is why the Hebrew midwives, Shipra and Pua, lied in order to save the Hebrew male infants. Shipra and Pua were, were not lying out of evil intent. They were protecting the innocent male babies' lives. Now, manipulative people would, would advocate that since the lying of Shipra and Pua were, was correct, then any lying could be seen as acceptable. 
And yet lying is not permissible uh, for believers as lying is done out of deceit, pride, and selfish reasons. And these manipulative people who highlight this, this one account of lying in the Bible are trying to justify their own lying, their own deceit, their, their own trickery. Manipulative people will misuse the Bible in many other ways like this example to get what they want people to do. Now, manipulative people, they, they misuse the Bible out of deception to trick and even control those who are not well informed in the scriptures. They're biblically ignorant. They're biblically illiterate. And yet by misusing the Bible, they can trick others into believing things about the Bible that, that aren't true. Uh, another reason manipulative people misuse the Bible is to push their own agenda on the biblical text. In fact, even many preachers who shouldn't do this, but they do, they, they push uh, for their political agenda in their sermons. They misuse the Bible to highlight a political idea that they want to press and to push onto the congregation. It's very common for believers to hear politically heated sermons rather than gospel truth from the Word of God at their own local church. Manipulative people will, will use their own selfish ambitions, such as to get the congregation to vote for a specific candidate by misusing the Word of God. There's nothing wrong with a believer being involved in politics at all, but there is something wrong if the believer misuses the Bible in order to support their political agenda. God has entrusted mankind with the word, and this is a major responsibility. In fact, James 3.1 tells us that teachers will be held to a stricter judgment. And so whether a person is a believer or even an unbeliever, they must never misuse the word of God. In fact, the Lord warns about adding to or even taking away anything from the Bible in the book of Revelation in Revelation 22:18. I warn everyone who hears the words of the prophecy of this scroll. If anyone adds anything to them, God will add to that person the plagues described in the scroll. And now the Bible has to be correctly interpreted in its original context as it is originally meant to be understood. There's many courses um, in order to learn sound, proper hermeneutics, which is the art and science of biblical interpretation. I, I talk about this in my, in my book, The Word Explored. Uh, I encourage you to pick it up. There's also an issue of Theology for Life that you can find on our website on Servants of Grace. Go to Publications tab and scroll down to Theology for Life. And then scroll down, you'll, you'll find it. It's called Hermeneutics, the Art and Science of, of Biblical Interpretation. And now manipulative people do not have sound hermeneutics, and, and so they misuse the Bible for their own evil purposes. We're going to talk about this at the end of this episode. But, you know, the Apostle Peter, he, he faced this same situation during his life. There were many false brothers who were distorting the writings of Paul, and, and Peter wanted to inform believers what, that, that what these men were saying about Paul was not true. Second Peter uh, 3.16 uh, Peter's informing the believers about the validity of Paul's writings and, and his letters, and he says he writes the same way in all of his letters, speaking to them uh, of these matters. His, his letters contain some things that are hard to understand, which ignorant and unstable people distort, as they do the other scriptures to their own destruction. 
Now, the, pe- the people that, that Peter describes as ignorant or even unstable, they can be understood as manipulative. Peter offers a glimpse into the future for manipulative people who distort the Bible for their own sinful purposes. He tells us that there are going to be individuals, and there are individuals who distort, they twist, they manipulate the Bible, and that they are going to go to destruction. It's never wise to misuse the Bible, as misusing the Bible uh, is only going to bring trouble. As believers, we should never misuse the Bible for any reason. The Bible is meant to be studied, understood, and and so correctly, and even used properly to learn about God, to help lead other people to Jesus, and to grow in Christ's likeness. Now, now manipulative people, they, they try to thwart the message of Scripture, twisting it to say what they want so, so that they can have control over other people. As Christians, we do not have to fall victim to their distortion, their tricks, or even to their lies. By reading, studying, and meditating on the Bible, it can help us understand the scriptures, which will prevent manipulative people from tricking us. Ignorance is not bliss, as it's vitally important for people to know the scriptures for themselves. This is one of the reasons why we do these episodes to answer your questions, because we want to provide a biblical answer so that you're not deceived by false teachers. You, you know the truth, and, and you know how to go find it yourself. But manipulative people will continue to misuse the Bible for their own sinful desires. As properly trained believers, though, that they know the Word of God, they, they can correct them and even point out point them to the truth of Scripture. Now, some religious groups, they, they take the Scripture out of context to support their beliefs. They isolate proof texts and even cherry-pick verses to persuade the uninformed that their interpretation is right, even to the extent of claiming they alone have the truth and everyone is wrong. Some have even altered the Bible and produced their own translation to support their own religious bias. Some denominations use academic dishonesty to manipulate people. They'll even use partial quotations from first century uh, Christians and eminent Bible scholars uh, to suggest that, that they agree with their views. Now take for an example the booklet, Should You Believe in the Trinity, published by the Watchtower Society. Page 7 does a partial quote from Justin Martyr. Justin Martyr, who died about 165 AD, called the pre-human Jesus, according to this booklet, a created angel who is other than the God who made all things. He said that, <coughs> um, that Jesus was inferior to God and never did anything except uh, what the creator who who willed him to do and to say, well, what we need to understand that what's missing from this partial quotation is significant. Justin Martyr said that the Son, who also being uh, the first begotten word of God, is even God. Nowhere did Justin Martyr say that the pre-human Jesus was a created angel. Now, some individuals, they manipulate the scriptures for their own benefit. Uh, An authoritarian husband might demand that his wife submit to him as the head of the house and quote Ephesians 5.22, wives submit to your husbands. But that same man might purposely overlook verse 26, which says, husband, love your wives just as Christ loved the church and gave himself up for her. Now, instead of taking the bits of scripture he approves of and using using them to lord it over his family, he needs to read uh, 1 Corinthians 13 and practice the kind of love that's patient, kind, protects, trusts, perseveres, and so on and so forth. During a conversation between Christians, some might say, the Lord has told me that. 
Well, this statement shuts down the conversation. It, it, it tells other people that since God has spoken a word, there can't be any other further conversation. There can't be in any other further dialogue. There's nothing else to, to learn. Don't be fooled by this trick. It's a form of spiritual manipulation. A preacher might say, sow into my ministry, God will repay you. Sow and you will reap. God is no man's debtor. Could such preaching simply be an exploitive appeal for money? Is a preacher trying to influence people for his own financial advantage? If so, guess what? That's spiritual manipulation. Another form of spiritual manipulation occurs when abusive churches and even cults twist scripture to give more authority to the leadership and to keep members under their control. He, uh, one example of this is the use of Hebrews 13.17 as a basis for demanding unquestioning loyalty and obedience to elders and pastors. Some religious leaders and groups view questioning the leaders as tantamount to questioning God himself. Some leaders even claim to have divine authority and appeal, and so to disobey them is to disobey God. This is perhaps the, 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 the most uh, vital form of spiritual manipulation to understand. It has no place in the visible church today. Now, victims of spiritual manipulation uh, seldom realize what's happening to them. Here's some indications that you're in a spiritually manipulative church. Uh, you're you're uh, facing legalism, demands for obedience, unquestioning submission to the to the leaders of the church, punishment, loss of privileges, shunning or even expulsion, misplaced loyalty, emphasis on your performance, exclusivism. We we alone are right; everyone else is wrong. Isolation, refusal to associate with anyone but spiritual brothers and sisters, humiliation of the disobedient, abusive churches. Uh, train members to block out any information that is critical of the group. With enough thought and even information control, the leaders uh, can get those under their control to defend their new identity against their former identity. The first line of defense is denial. What you say isn't happening at all. Next comes rationalization. This is happening for a good reason. After that is justification. This just happens because, well, it, it happens. Finally, wishful thinking. I like it uh, because it's true, so it must be true. Now, a characteristic of a spiritually abusive system is a misplaced sense of loyalty is fostered and even demanded. This is not about loyalty to Christ. Let's be clear about this. It's about loyalty to an organization, to a church, to a leader. Because authority is assumed or even legislated, Following that authority must also be legislated that that this is accomplished by setting up a system where disloyalty or even disagreement with the leadership is construed as disobeying God. Questioning leaders is not allowed. After all, the leader is the authority and authority is always right. Such spiritual manipulation denies the truth of Ephesians 1.22, which says that Christ is the head of the church. Our loyalty is ultimately to him. You see, all Christians need to be alert to spiritual ma manipulation and follow the example from Acts 17.11. Now the Bereans were more of more noble character than the Thessalonians, for they received the message with great eagerness and examined the scriptures every day to see if what Paul said was true. Did the Apostle Paul take offense when the Bereans researched to ensure that his preaching was based on scripture? Of course not. Paul knew his preaching would stand under exhaustive scrutiny. Likewise, with all teaching, with all preaching, we must hold it up to the light of God's word before we accept it. Any religious group that prevents its members from doing independent research or even from challenging what the leadership says must have something to fear. 
Jesus told his disciples that they would be like sheep among wolves, and he instructed them to be shrewd as snakes and innocent as doves in Matthew 10, uh, verse 16. The master's yoke is easy and his burden is light. He gives us rest and is gentle and humble in heart. Matthew 11, 28-29 tells us. That is the Christ-like example of all who shepherd Christ's flock must exemplify. Well, today I want to I want to thank you guys for listening or even watching this episode of the Servants of Grace theology segment. Until next time, may the Lord richly bless you and keep you. Thank you for listening to the Servants of Grace podcast today. If you enjoyed the show, please subscribe leave a rating on the app, and share our episode with your friends and family. If you'd like to, you can follow us on Instagram at Servants of Grace, on Twitter at Servants of Grace, or by searching Servants of Grace on Facebook. You can also find this podcast on the front page of our website at servantsofgrace.org.